1: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily and welcome to Master Leadership where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. In his 15 plus years as a personal trainer and athlete, David Lindsay has seen what it takes to get things done. He knows how to prepare, how to motivate, and how to stay motivated. David Lindsay is a personal trainer and professional speaker from Sydney, Australia. In the last few years, David has studied many successful teams and individual athletes and they all in their own way follow a similar structure to the five-step system towards improved vitality in the workplace that David has come up with to improve workplace relations, morale and profitability for your business. David has personally used his system many times to achieve results outsiders said were never possible. These five little hacks are easy to implement and keep established. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. If you want to make money and change lives by selling your knowledge online, do not launch an online course. Only 6% of those are ever completed. Create instead your own branded app and launch the ultimate learning experience that sells. Passion.io is a drag-and-drop platform where you create interactive content to sell using your own branded app. Forget any tech hassles. You deserve a platform that makes it easy. You can move your existing clients, you can reach new clients, or you can even swap your online course for something that actually works delight clients with downloadable and even live content. You can trigger instant action using push notifications, generate more revenue with single-touch payment, and you can stream across all devices. Best yet, try it for free for 14 days. Go to masterleadership.org forward slash passion and get started today. Did you know that a great accountant can double your business and save you tens of thousands of dollars every single year? But it's hard to find the good ones. That's where Accountant Hires comes in. They match you with an exceptional accountant in just seven days. Every accountant in their network is rigorously tested and vetted, so you can focus on what matters. Hire a top accountant today at Accountant Hires. Go to masterleadership.org forward slash AH. That's masterleadership.org forward slash AH. Welcome, David Lindsay.
0: How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you, Lily. I'm pumped up for this morning. In Australia, it's morning, but I'm ready to sh- share my experiences with you guys. And it's just fantastic to be alive.
1: Awesome. You know, I love talking to people from Australia, especially because you are in my future currently. What day is it today?
0: It's Friday over here.
1: Friday in the morning. December
0: 31st. Getting ready (laughs) to bring in the new year.
1: That's right. So we're excited to have you, David. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? I'm pumped. I was born ready, but I'm even more so now. All right. So tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now.
0: Yeah, it started off, like with everyone, as a young child, you know, what happens as a child influences the rest of your life. So I've always been a small kid, but I've always loved sports and I was really good at it, which really helped me throughout my life, helped me build up my confidence because I was a very shy kid, but I used to play baseball, played rugby league in Australia and actually got to uh, lower levels of professional rugby league in Australia. So I played for the South Sydney team, which uh, was owned by Russell Crowe. I'm sure you guys over there know who Russell Crowe is. So he owned the South Sydney Rabbitohs and I played lower levels with that. Being a small guy, I had to beat them mentally and also had to train harder than anyone else. So the toughness of that coming up against guys that monstered me, just really helped me flip the switch to know what's possible. If I train hard, Well, then i get the results in the game day. And that happened for years. But then I suffered a knee reconstruction when I was 17, a second knee reconstruction when I was 20, which that put me out of the game. Yeah, and my world got stripped from me. I've been trying for this for years. I've put my blood, sweat and tears into sports. And all of a sudden, it got pulled out from underneath me. At that point, I was big. I had to put on as much size as I could to play rugby league and I was still big and strong and I got into arm wrestling so I used to do a lot of training for arm wrestling both right and left-handed and I was actually on my way to go to America to go in some professional arm wrestling tournaments me and my girlfriend now my wife at the time and very lucky you'll hear why in a second but she hung around we we're in Corfu in Greece for a mate's wedding and I was arm wrestling a guy there And I got him down quickly, but what I did was I did a mistake and I turned my body and then I heard a snap. At first, though, I thought it was the bar because my ribs were on the bar and it sounded like a piece of wood getting snapped. And then I looked at my arm and my arm was bent. And I went, oh, no, I've broken my arm. And there wasn't any pain because I was in shock. You don't think that you're going to break your arm, arm wrestling. So we went to the hospital in Corfu. I wasn't going to get cut open there. But what they did was they put me in a half cast so that I could fly back to Sydney. And they had no painkillers. The strongest painkillers I had there was like Panadol. It was definitely an experience, not one that I'd necessarily like to go through again, but an experience that I had that has given me good stories. We were there for an extra week while we were organising plane flights to come back to Australia. And I got it operated on and they put a plate in my arm. You see this got a scar all the way down there. Yeah. So they put a plate in and what I wasn't aware of was there was a possibility that they could hit a nerve and they did hit the nerve and my arm went paralysed. Wow. So from having knee reconstructions, playing football, going to arm wrestling, my arm went paralysed. At that time as well, I was a personal trainer. I was a fitness instructor and a gym supervisor. And I thought, who's going to want someone to train them that can't even use their arm? And again, not just did I get taken down with that, but it punched me in the face on the way down as well. I thought the life as I knew it was gone. So with that, I was willing to do anything possible to get the movement back. I went to homeopaths, naturopaths. I tried this, that, and the other. Anything that could possibly help me get ahead I tried it and eventually after four months, I started to get a little bit of movement back and I was so excited about that. But then obviously there was no more arm wrestling. One of the guys, my coach actually said, go back to arm wrestling, but do it slowly to build up some strength around there, which I did. But I still had competitive juices going. At this point, I was 23. So I was still quite a young guy. And where I did my fitness certificate at was just across the road from a martial arts school. And I went, how much fun would it be to try that? I got up to black belt in Kung Fu, did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, got to purple belt in that, did submission wrestling and kickboxing. And I just love really testing myself against people, testing myself against myself. Mm -hmm. And it was really wrestling that changed my mindset. Because in wrestling, it doesn't really matter how big someone is. If you can beat them mentally, the body's going to follow. So I learned a lot of lessons from wrestling and from my wrestling coach in particular. And then from there, I went back to being a personal trainer, being a gym manager, still doing all that sort of stuff. But I knew that there was so much more that I had to offer. I just didn't know what. So it, with, in a gym, I can reach one to one with personal training or one to 30 when you start taking classes but i just thought with everything i've been through i wanted to reach so many more people i went to see eric thomas a great american speaker and when i was sitting down i thought these guys are gods like eric thomas tony robbins les brown i knew of those guys and i just went man if only i could get up there if only i could do this but who am i i'm just i'm little david Who's going to want to listen to me? But I actually won a ticket to a free speaking course by stepping up and taking action. And then from there, I went and did a paid speaking course, which went for a 12-month program. And from there, I've just gone leaps and bounds. I've changed my mentality. I've got up there. I've been able to speak to people. Get up there instead of reaching one to 30, reaching one to hundreds, one to thousands, and being able to make that level of an impact that gives me energy that pumps me up. And I'm so excited about that.
1: David, you've given me a lot of energy. Like I'm standing here, like I'm going through, I'm wincing when you're talking about, you know, your injuries and I'm feeling it. And your story is certainly incredibly inspiring. You said little David, they ain't nothing little about you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I was listening to, there've been so many pivots in your life.
0: Mm. Definitely, And
1: and when I think of you, I think of someone who's resilient, someone who has grit, someone who's determined to Mm. step into his greatness, no matter what. And I love who you are in this world. I love your story, David. It's really extraordinary. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. You know, one of the things too, I thought is, man, this really prepared you for COVID like COVID pivoting and COVID is nothing compared to what This,
0: this was, yeah, COVID was a walk in the park. And it's funny that you mentioned that looking back at things, there's been certain points in your life where if you go left or you go right, but it's a definite T-junction. Looking back, I've been doing that all of my life. I've got my heart set on this goal. You hit an obstacle. So you go, okay, what can I do? And it's not about disregarding your past because that's all lessons that you've learned. But what can I take to that? To not necessarily keep on that track but move and go in a different direction but always go in a different direction forward what do i learn from football that can take me into arm wrestling what do i learn from arm wrestling can take me into fighting what do i learn from fighting that can take me into business there's so many evolutions in there so long as you learn from your past especially with what we've been through the last two years of i coach quite a few people as well And some of them go, I just want to forget about the whole COVID situation. And I go, that's the worst thing you can do. Why forget about it? Think about what did you learn from it? Think about how did you grow? What resilience did you show to come out the other end? Because it's just setting a platform for you to jump into 2022 and beyond. Mm -hmm. Don't forget about it. Learn from it, grow from it and evolve and become a better person as a result.
1: You know you've mentioned this several times that we learn from our past and and I'm mm-hmm. I'm absolutely with you and to suppress your past and to not want to think about it because it's too painful what it does is it stifles us and it just doesn't allow us to grow to become the person we need to be we mm-hmm. we need to process the past and learn from it and we need help to do that it's probably mm-hmm. one of the hardest things to do in life but it is so worth it isn't it david during the lockdown,
0: the first lockdown, the second lockdown, I again, had to take what i would learned in my past and learn from it. And every time you learn, you evolve that little bit, you become a better version of you. And even if you hit that wall, you've at least learned from here to here, you've hit that wall, but you're not starting at the same point again. So during that time, before lockdown, I used to do a coaching course which was an eight week face-to-face course where I'd go in. it was a three pillars to high performance. With lockdown, obviously I couldn't do that face-to-face so we managed to go online and the first module in that is all about mindset. What is your mindset? Is it a fixed mindset or is it a growth mindset? What can you take from your past to help you in your future? Yes, we all had pain. We've all had difficult times. But what can you learn from it? Don't let it bog you down. Let it propel you
1: forward. I love who you are because you walk the talk. I really value that. So you've learned to lead yourself well, which is key in leadership. So that we have that honor to lead others well. So you're speaking now, you're training, you're coaching. Where can we connect with you?
0: I'm quite active on LinkedIn. So just look for David Lindsay on LinkedIn. Also, with a company that we started during the lockdown, we've got a YouTube channel. It's called Phenom Leap, P-H-E-N-O-M-L-E-A-P. So we have a YouTube channel for that, plus our website as well, which is phenomleap.com.au. P-H-E-N-O-M-L-E-A-P.com.au. There's our logo, Phenom Leap Education. There you go, nice and close. (laughs) And the reason that we chose that is because we all want and we all deserve a phenomenal lifestyle, but you're not going to walk into it. You're not going to run into it. We want you to leap into your greatness, leap into your phenomenal life. So that's why we went with with that name. It's all about constantly educating yourself, constantly growing, constantly becoming a better version of yourself.
1: Love it. Thank you so much for that. Now, David, as a lifelong learner, what are you learning right now?
0: With the team that I'm working on, I'm going deeper into mindset and how that influences the rest of your life, because really it all starts with mindset. And it's funny, I've been doing things for many years, not knowing why it's working, but it's learning about why it's working. Because as I said, mindset is our first pillar in the three pillars to high performance. Then we've got creating your own unique roadmap and then following the footpath. But with everything, it all starts with your mind. Like the Henry Ford said, if you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Because if you believe that you can, we all encounter obstacles. But if you believe you can, you're going to find a way over it. As opposed to if you've got that fixed mindset, like I thought those people up on stage, that Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, Les Brown, are gods, If I had a fixed mindset, I wouldn't be where I am at the moment. But I believe of what's possible. I have to extend myself. I have to train hard. I have to read. I have to do all this sort of stuff. It's not easy. It shouldn't be easy. But you enjoy the trips along the way. You enjoy the journey from here to here. You enjoy bumping into things, tripping over, grazing your knee, getting up and going again. It's all part of it. All the scars that you end up with. Are all part of your story, and it becomes part of who you are. So enjoy those bumps along the way, but don't let them stop you. Right. Learn away how to go. Step back. Go up and over. Step back. Go around. There's always options, so right. long as you keep your mind open.
1: And David, I read that you created a five step system towards improved vitality in the workplace. Gosh, yep. can you tell us a little bit about that? Because one hundred percent. Yeah, because this is what
0: I speak about. You have the three pillars to high performance and then the five steps towards improved vitality is like the turbocharger that really gets you going. So this is what I speak about when I speak to corporates. So you have the first step, which is snap. So you snap into action. What routines and rituals can you have? Right here, I have my headphones because you can use music. Music is a great mood ultra. You can use music to pump you up or can use it to calm you down. Use a Superman pose, take up space, stand powerful. That's right. And you do that. You do that for as little as two minutes. And it's been shown. You take up space and it raises your testosterone while lowering your cortisol. It puts you in the alpha mindset. So when you need to be in a position of strength of power, you do that for two minutes. So and then I, I delve deeper into creating rituals, the importance of self-talk, the importance of belief. And then the second step is nap. We're not designed to work 24-7, 365. And everyone has their phone available within arm's reach. So that means we don't really get that downtime. But what can you do to allow yourself to recover, to prevent burnout, the importance of working in short, intense chunks, and then having downtime, switching your phone off, talking to people, going for walks. So many people... Like I know in Sydney and in a lot of capital cities where I've spoken, it's a badge of honour for them to work their way through lunch. Whereas that's really the worst thing you can do because as research, that shows you're 16 to 20% more productive if you leave your workspace. If you go outside, go for a walk, eat healthy, nutritious food. Don't eat a high-fat, high-sugar donut. You get outside, you get fresh air, you get the blood pumping, and then you don't have that 2pm or 3pm crash. You're more alert. We talk about the importance of sleep, the Zingani technique, which is a fantastic technique, which I learned while doing research for this talk as well, was about having a shutdown system. And I actually have a checklist computers off, have I answered all emails, everything done, lights off. And because of my martial arts background, it's just a bomb and then go. So you don't get home and go, Did I do this? Did I do that? Did I answer all the emails? Because when you get into that sort of mindset, your body can't recover because it's constantly stressing about, did I do this? Did I do that? So knowing how to nap correctly. Then after any nap you have, you then snap back into action again. Whether it's doing your own version of the Haka, which is the All Blacks, the greatest rugby union team on the earth. And then the third step is tap. So tapping, like in fighting, If someone's going for an armbar, I'm going to tap. I'm going to learn how I got in that armbar, how to protect myself. Because if I don't tap, they're going to try and hyperextend my elbow and either dislocate my elbow or break my arm. And same in business. You come up against things. And like I said, we're all going to hit obstacles. But what's a way that we can tap? Step back. Don't keep running at it. But step back. And is there a door that you can go in? Is there a ladder you can climb up and over? Always learning to tap, grow and evolve, especially with the last two years with COVID. We've had to pivot. We've had to do things different. We've had to learn to tap and evolve. And every successful business does that.
1: What came to my mind, tap, when you spoke about wrestling, when you tap out, right? You tap somebody else to take your place. It's like, relieve me. You know, like you need that support. Tapping out is getting the support from other people that you need. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And quite often, like with the guys that I started
0: Phantom Leap with, I would have never even thought about going online because that's not my bag. So, like, you also have to know your lane because right. a lot of terminology I use is about sports. Where in sports we have different positions and different skill sets. I don't need to be the best on the computer. I need to be the best presenting. I need to be the best to get the message across. I get people in to help right. support me, to help lift me out. And not only do they lift me up, I lift them up. So we're constantly keeping each other accountable. Then once you've tapped, you can't hang your head in shame and hope the rest of the world's going to feel sorry for you. No, no, no. You pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and then you snap back into action. That's right. You dust it off. You don't let it hold you back. Then the fourth step is clap. Celebrate the time, effort, and dedication that you and your team have put into it. A simple thank you goes so far. Yet we don't do it. And you can even celebrate yourself. We're often the harshest critics of ourselves. When someone else does something half what we do, we celebrate them. But yet we're so harsh on ourselves. No, celebrate because in teams, when you celebrate, it brings everyone together. All right. And if you can get people working. Together, that they want to work with, they're going to do so much more not for themselves, because people are inherently they don't want to be perceived as being selfish. So they don't do it for themselves; they do it for their teammate, people that they care about, people that they love. They're going to go above and beyond. Then the fifth step is recap, all about continuous, never-ending improvement in everything we do. When I coach football, when I did fighting, we watch the video. You write down what works and what didn't work. And you celebrate what worked, and then you find out why it didn't work. And you tweak it, and you improve on that. You get better and better and better. So you're constantly moving forward. And that's a five steps towards improvement. Uh,
1: so I love it. You snap, you nap, you tap, you clap, and you recap, my friend.
0: <laughs> that's, well that's it,
1: 100%. Thank you so much. Now, David, when you think of leadership today, what most concerns you, and what are you most hopeful about?
0: with what we've been through, they're talking about the great resignation where people, they're re-evaluating things because the old way doesn't work anymore. It's no longer this authoritarian where you're screaming down on people. No, you want to lead with people. The greatest people that I've learned from are the coaches that are there with you. And we spoke before about being in it. It's about not being a hypocrite. I don't expect people to do stuff that I can't do, haven't done, won't do. Like when I'm coaching people, I've been there and it's knowing when to offload stuff because you can get worn down by so much weight, but it's share the load. And when you share that load, you're bringing in people that care about it as well. That's what I see with leadership. I see it more as coaching. I know that coaching is different, but to me, if you have a good coach, you have a good team. A good coach can make a bad team good. A bad coach can make
1: a good team bad. And I believe that you can't be a great leader if you're not a great coach. No, 100%. You have to know how to coach people and having a team that's strong, building that team and learning to build that team, whatever it takes to build yourself so that you can build others. So that's really important. So thank you so much for that. Now, you have an option here, David. You can take a question from a former guest or you can share another challenge and struggle that you learned from. What will it be, my
0: friend? I'll actually share a struggle that I went through with my wife because I explained before like how she went through with me with my broken arm. We've got a daughter now. She's a lovely daughter. She's 10 years old at the moment. But when my daughter was seven months old, my wife, she used to ride a motorbike to work and she got hit by a car on the way to work. And she actually called me up and goes, David, I've been hit by a car. And instantly my mom went, stomach dropped. I got our daughter together and on my way there, I thought, okay, she's had a motorbike accident. That's terrible. She sounded all right on the phone. If she broke a leg, she wouldn't have called me up. So I got there and the ambulance just beat me there. I had my daughter in the stroller and then I got there. My wife was still lying in the gutter. She'd been flipped over and her right leg was up on the gutter. And her femur, the top part of her leg, was bent worse than my arm was. So again, that's another point where our life changed completely. She had to go into emergency surgery straight away. And she's lucky that back then they were trialing a new way to put a plate in her leg. Instead of opening up the side of her leg to put the plate in where they normally would, she probably would have lost the leg with that because it was so badly shattered. So they slid it up and then screwed it into the bone that was there. So that took her... Six months in a wheelchair, nine months after a few operations. But that really taught me both from where I was working at the club and the gym. They showed me support. So I still showed them support. As a leader, I got a phone call from the CEO of the club. And he goes, David, I know what you're going through. If you need any money, because I had to have six months off work completely. If I need any money, they'll give me the money if necessary. So that for me was great leadership because it's in your times of need when you see what people are going to do. And it's in the tough times when people show their true colors. So I'm loyal to them still to this very day and beyond because they could have easily gone you on six months off. Fine. It's been nice knowing you move on. And it's funny with my wife, people are going, how can you be happy with what's happened? And we went, no, 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 you're getting it wrong. We're not happy with what's happened, but you can't undo the past. So again, we go back to what have you learned? She was in a wheelchair for the six months, but she was still alive. So we cherish that time. It was six months with my wife and my daughter that we're never gonna get back again. So we built a tighter bond during that time. And it really showed us as a family unit how much of a team we are. We support each other when we're down, we celebrate each other when we're up. That's just a story where you can take elements from that and
1: put it into leadership, into the real world. One of the things that you tend to do is face adversity with a different lens. You look to see it could have been worse but what can Mm. I learn through this? And you walk through it as opposed to walking around it and over it. You actually take the time to walk through it. And that's not an easy thing to do, David. And that's something that a lot of people don't do. But I'm glad you're on teaching us about that. And I have to tell you, it's been a little painful listening (laughs) to all the broken bones.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're they're all mended now. So, And it's funny, the thing that I learned as well is, when the bone breaks, when it heals, it's actually strongest in that part as well because it calcifies, it thickens up. So that's like with trauma, like with, with your hands, with your muscles, you need to break them down in order to build them up stronger. Your mind is a muscle and it's very much like every other part of your body, whether it's with leadership, with all that, you build up your mind and you build up that muscle of a mind so that you can endure it, so that you can support your teammates through it. So you can support the people that you're leading through it. You don't necessarily have to have gone through it yourself. But you can show empathy for them and be there with them for support as they're going through the turmoil.
1: You know, that analogy that you just mentioned that a bone that is broken gets stronger when it's healed. Isn't it the same for us, right? We could have had a broken past, but we can get stronger when we mm. look to heal it. Yes, right? 100%. And
0: this is just my own belief from people that I know and from myself is it's the people that have the tough childhood are the ones that when they grow up, they tend to be more resilient in points of hard work over talent. Because if people are always given something, one, they don't appreciate it. Two, they don't know hard work when it comes down to it. And like I've got a mate who ended up playing rugby league for Australia When I was playing under 15s for South Sydney, he got dropped because he wasn't big enough. He wasn't skillful enough. So he didn't have the talent, but he worked harder than anyone else I know. And you can do the same in business. You don't have to be the smartest. And you see it all the time. It's about constantly working at it, using that muscle that you have, getting stronger with it, whether it's your body, whether it's your mind. Don't rely upon talent because people with hard work overcome people with talent and if you haven't worked you can't flick the switch magically so just constantly working at it have that end goal in mind and know what do i have to do little by little and in wrestling we talk about working millimeter by millimeter as well so it's no big move you're getting to a joint you lock it down you're climbing up get to a joint lock them down those small incremental movements
1: You certainly want the talk. So I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Now, as a listener of this podcast, what's a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? Like, what are you curious about? Because of the stuff that we've been through the last two and a half years,
0: what's one piece of advice you give to either a younger you or
1: one piece of advice you give to your son or daughter? Great question. Thank you, David. Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I
0: just tell them to check out Phantom Leap at YouTube. By all means, hit me up on LinkedIn because I do two or three videos weekly with that. I love to connect with anyone out there. And remember the five steps towards improved vitality. We have snap.
1: We have tap, tap, clap
0: and recap. That's right. (laughs) So we have that. And doing that same sort of thing, you're going to start off little by little. And gradually you make it become a habit so that you don't waste 10, 15 or 20 minutes to snap into action. You're there. You're ready. You're performing.
1: Yeah, that's a great way to recap our conversation and and (laughs) just bring us to a close. Thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners.
0: My absolute pleasure. And as I said before, you're the dance leader. I've had a pleasure
1: dancing with you. We've had a nice dance, right? (laughs) (laughs) Loved it. Thank you, Lily. In closing, here's a quick message